your word, we know that your presence is here with us. We know your spirit is here with us. Reveal your word to us. We open our hearts and we say, Lord, whatever you have to say, we want to hear. We open our hearts to be transformed by your word. That, Lord, we will look different and be different because of the word and the revelation we will get today. It is in Jesus' name we pray. And those who believe said... The book of Hebrews chapter 11, the book of Hebrews chapter 11, you join us as we continue to dig into this series on real faith. I hope you have been enjoying this series and, uh, and, and I hope you've been participating in them um, because they are meant to add something of value to your faith um, because everything that you are doing uh, 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 from God's perspective, the life of a believer is a life of faith. The quality of your relationships with God depends on the quality of your faith. The quality of your experience of a God kind of life depends on the quality of your faith. The quality of your relationship, the quality of your ability, your ability to experience everything that God has prepared ahead of time for you depends on your faith. Your ability to walk in the path, the good life, to walk in the path that he has prearranged for you depends on your faith. The ability to get a hold of everything, you know, the grace of God, God's unmerited favor is pointing towards you. And if we are not going to just hear that as religious jargon, but actually walk in the reality of that, then it's going to take authentic faith. Everyone say authentic faith. It's going to take real faith. It's going to take faith to get access to all that God has in store for us. So this is why we are digging into this, because it matters. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, this matters. If you are like me, hungry to get a hold of the reason why God got a hold of you for you, this is why I believe uh, one of the, the, the key reasons why I believe this message or this conversation that we are having about faith is so important that we get it right and, and that we are not walking by faith in, in religious terms, but really differ from what God has for us. The truth is that when all of this is done, when life is done, what will happen is that we will stand before God. We will stand before Jesus Christ. And Jesus says that, that, that when the Son of Man returns, what he will be looking for is a man or a woman who is operating by faith. Amen. When you stand before Jesus Christ, when you have driven all the cars that you want to drive, you have lived in the good houses, you have experienced healing, you have performed miracles, whatever it is that we do or we look forward to doing in life, the reality is at some point you will stand before Jesus Christ and what we are hoping he will do is say to you and me, well done, good and Amen. Please never lose sight of that in everything that you are reaching for. We will stand before him and he's expect, where I am expecting that when he sees me, he will see a person who is full of faith. A faithful person. And so, and so what we don't want to do is to assume, make assumptions about our faith. We always want to revisit this because everything depends on this. Tell your neighbor, neighbor. Everything depends on this. 
I don't want to, the Bible talks about how let he who thinks he stands, let him take heed lest he fall. Or Jesus talk, puts it this way. He talks about how, how you know, if the blind lead the blind. In other words, if what you are calling light is actually darkness, then how great is that darkness? So my assignment in this series is to really challenge our faith. Not that you haven't already been walking in faith. But it is to challenge your faith and challenge what you are calling faith because we started off looking at the grace of God and everything that the grace of God has purchased for us. And the thing that gives that connects the two is the faith that we walk in. So what we want to do is make sure that we are living in authentic faith because authentic faith is the will of God for your life. Today, I want to speak to you about what I'm calling faith, hope, and love. Everyone say faith. Hope and love. Faith, hope, and love. It is impossible to operate in real faith without understanding the link between faith, hope, and love. Faith, hope, and love. My assignment is to bring such an understanding as well as the, an, an, an understanding of the difference as well as an understanding of the interplay between these two uh, because it, uh, it, is, it is the thing that undergirds or makes sure that our faith continues to be authentic. If you are with me, say amen. Now, we couldn't possibly cover everything that there is to know about faith, hope, and love, and that's not what I am trying to do. What I am trying to do is to bring information or revelation that will help you operate, have working faith. So I need you to think about today's session as this, or in fact, all of these sessions, we are not looking to bring primarily a, a, a theological class. What we're looking to do is to, is to bring a practical understanding. Let me put it in a practical way. My faith is I'm teaching whatever we are teaching or looking or preaching in the word is that you will be able to directly apply it to something in your life today. Because the grace of God is available in your life today, and it is available to be accessed today. Your healing is present today. Your provision is present. Come on, preach with me. Your peace is present. That provision is present. Your hope is present Everything God has for you is present when? It's not going to be in the future. It is already done. The grace of God has made all of this available to us. So what we don't need, there is time for um, a theological understanding, a theological discourse. But that is not what God has called me to in this. We're going to obviously look at it from the word of God. But my goal is is that you will have something that means that, that today, if you need to be free from that addiction, you can access that today. Amen? And so I'm excited about this because somebody will be free today. I'm excited about this because your peace will come I'm excited about this because you will no longer be enslaved to that fear would you help me preach this morning? I'm excited because today you will be assured of your future. Today you will know who you are. Today something that you have been postponing in the future, you would know from God's word how to get access to it today 
because he is not holding back. Amen. We can, we, we can be in a place where we postpone everything God wants to do in the future. But, but you know what? God has given us this relationship by faith. So that today, the Bible says, today, if you hear his word, do not harden your heart because today is the day of salvation. Today, it is possible that you will start your journey to freedom from death. Today, it is possible that that eating disorder begins to lose its grip on you. Today, it is possible for God to put his word in your mouth that changes the direction of your relationship. Today, you can stop self-harming. Amen. Someone say, today. Come on, say it boldly, today. And so, so I want you to think about something practical, something that you are believing God for, something that you have seen in the grace of God. This message will serve you best. Are you listening to me? This message will serve you best if you didn't come with your church head. It will serve you best if you are like me saying, well, God, I am tired, about, I'm tired of this mountain. I have heard that you can do this. So today I'm going to hear from you so that by the time, by the time I come around to this cycle, whether it's next week Sunday or next year about this time, something has to be different. Amen. So, 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 so come with that expect. Anybody with me today? So, so we are looking for an expectation that will change where you are. Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. It says, now faith, let's talk about faith first. So I'm talking about faith, hope, and love. I, 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 faith, hope, and love. And we'll, we'll look at how all of these apply in, getting a hold, in, in, in your journey to getting a hold of what God has for you. If you understand where we're going, say amen. amen. Praise God. Hebrews 11, verse 1 says, Now, faith is the substance of the things that you hope for. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. Let's talk about faith. Faith means confidence. I'm sure by now it, it is that Hebrew, it is that Greek word, word, faith, the word faith is the word Pisces. It means a conviction. It means an assurance. In simple terms, it means confidence. Everyone say confidence. Faith is confidence, and faith is two things. Faith is the substance of things that you hope for, and it is also the evidence of things that are not seen. Now, now, now listen carefully. The things that you hope for and the thing that you don't see, they are the same thing. So hope is, is you know, faith is the evidence of your hope. When the Bible says faith is the evidence of things not seen, what he's saying is faith is the evidence of what you are hoping for. Because Romans chapter 8 verse 24 says hope that is seen is not hope. In other words, you don't hope for something that you can already see. You only hope for something that is yet to manifest. If you understand that so, so far, say amen. So we, we are not in a place, you're not hoping for a car if you already have a car. You're not hoping to be saved if you are already saved. Are you with me so far? So hope, uh, 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 hope is, is, is unseen. So when the Bible says that faith is the substance of the things you hope for, check this out. Faith is two things. Faith is the substance of the things you hope for. Faith, which means confidence, is two things. It is the substance of your hope. 
faith is, you know, it's, it's a measure um, of how confidently you can stand as you are expecting good. Okay, faith, you know, faith is quantified. That's why the Bible talks about little faith or great faith. Because faith is a measure of your stance. Faith is a measure, is a measure of how confidently you can stand as you are expecting good. Your faith is no better than the foundation upon which you stand. We've looked at this. Faith is the substance. Everyone, everyone says substance. That word substance is the Greek word hypostatis or hypostatis, which, is, which means a foundation, a substructure. Faith is no better than the substructure upon which you stand as you hope. Okay? Faith, that is why, and we'll look at this later on as well, that is why if you are, if your faith, if your faith is for another man, another woman's husband, did I say that right? Okay. Okay, just, just check looking at your faces. I'll know if I said it wrong by looking at your faces. If your faith is for that kind of thing, the question we have to ask is what is the foundation what are you standing on as you hope for that? Because faith is the substructure upon which you stand as you hope. Faith is about confidence. And confidence, is the, the reason I am confidently standing before you is because the substructure upon which I am standing is solid ground. So I'm not concerned about falling because where I am standing breeds confidence. But if I start to stand upon these two, this chair, I, I can still speak to you, but I won't be as confident. Why? Because faith is the substructure. Amen? Faith is the substance of the things that you hope for. How is your stance today? If I want to know how great your faith is, I need to know whether you are wobbly or whether you are standing. But it all depends on where you are standing on. Because faith is the substance. Are you with me so far? So what, it is, what is it that you are believing for? The next question is, what is it that you are standing on? Every time we begin to wobble in our faith, every time we start to wobble, the truth is we have moved from solid ground onto shaky ground. If your faith is dwindling concerning that thing you are believing for, if you are struggling to believe that God loves you, if you are struggling to believe that he is providing for you, if you are struggling to believe, whatever it is you are struggling to believe, really the, the real question is where are you standing? Because faith is a measure of your confidence as you stand in expectation of good. Faith is the substance of things hopeful. I don't know. I, I, that's why I like that, that old song that talks about how on Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Jesus put it this way. He said, he who hears my voice and does what I say, he is like a wise man who is building on a rock so that when the storms come, the house that is built on a rock is not shaking. Why? Because 
because of the ground upon which it stands. Faith is the substance of the things you are hoping for. I'm going to teach good this morning. Amen. Number two. Are you with me so far? So it says faith is a substance of the thing. And I've gone through that pain of this. It's not pain. It's a joy of, um, of, of, of teaching that. Because sometimes you might be in a wobbly place and all you just need to do. If I climb on here, I'm not going to do it. Just because this analogy might just go funny. Okay. If, and, and, you know, if I, there's something funny that happens. I don't know why. God, pray for me. When people fall, I, there is something in me that wants to laugh. Is anybody? No? Pray for me. The Lord is saving me. Okay. But anyway, if, 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 if for any reason I am I, I, talking to you and somehow I wander upon this and I start to shake, I don't need to feel bad. I don't need to feel like I've lost it. I just need to realize, what am I standing on? And your faith will immediately, this is not deep. Are you with me so far? Your faith will return if you believe that there is better ground to stand on. Faith is also, are you with me so far? Okay, faith is also evidence. It's also evidence of the things that is not seen. And I'll prove to you that when the Bible is talking about the things that you don't see, he's talking about your hope. Because hope that is seen is not hope. And if you can see, then it's not hope. And hope is unseen. So faith is also evidence of what you cannot see. Glory be to God. Faith is evidence of what you can't see. Faith is the title deed. Faith is the title deed of that which you can't see. So, so um, faith is confidence to stand. I can't see you at the back. Are you with me so far? I, I, can, I, can see, I can see you, I can see you, but I can't see your facial expressions. I can't see certain things about you. I, I don't know exactly how you are hearing me, but faith is evidence. Because I am standing on solid ground. Because I know that where I am standing is the best vantage point in this room. Because I know that where I am standing, everyone in this room, I don't need to know. I don't need to see through your eyes to know that you can see me. Why? Because I am standing in the right place. I have evidence of that which I cannot yet see. All based on where I'm standing. Glory be to God. Faith is the evidence. It is the title deed. I don't need to see it. I just know I'm standing in the right place. Because I am standing in Christ, I don't need to see heaven to know that I am destined to go there. I am standing in him, so I have the evidence that my future is heaven. Amen. Because I am standing in him, regardless of what's breaking out around me, because I am under the shelter of El Shaddai, regardless of if it's a thousand falling on my right hand or 10,000 at my left, I don't need to wonder if it's going to come near me because I have evidence. Faith is evidence of what you are hoping for. Faith is evidence of your hope. Someone say faith is the evidence of what I hope for. It is the evidence of the thing that you can't see. I don't need to see it. I don't need to feel it. I don't need everyone to believe that what I'm hoping for is possible. If I have faith, I have the evidence. 
Amen. So, 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 are you listening to me? Stop looking to see stuff in order to believe. Your believing is the evidence of the thing you see. Amen. Do you see why faith has got, why the substance of your hope first? Why it talks about the substance of your hope, the substandard upon which you stand, before it talks about the evidence. Because, you know, the quality of this evidence, amen, you know, when you go to a court, if there is any dispute on something, praise, are you with me so far? Stay with me. If there is any dispute, you know, no, no, don't be cheeky. I was going to say something cheeky, but that might just distract you from what what else I'm going to say. You know, when you go to a courtroom, if there is a dispute on something, one of the things that happen is that you present evidence. Amen? Now, what you want to do if you are going to go to the courtroom is to make sure your evidence holds water. Amen? Not every evidence is permissible in court. And so, and so what we want to do is make sure, if I am sure that I am standing on Christ the solid rock, then I have evidence, the evidence that is necessary for me to stake my claim to what it is that I am believing for. Should the enemy show up and begin to contest my healing, begin to contest my future, begin to... I don't need to have healing in my body as evidence of healing. I am standing on Jesus Christ, the solid rock. This is my evidence that I am healed. Are you listening to me? Faith is evidence. God sees your faith as evidence. When God, the judge, sits over there and and, and Satan comes and Satan is saying, no, they can't have that. They can't be that. They can't go there. All you need to do is present your evidence in this court. And once you present your evidence, God, the righteous judge, he is only looking for real evidence. He will rule in your favor. Faith is evidence. Someone say faith is evidence of my hope. Come on, say it again. Faith is evidence of my hope. Let me tell you, please, I don't know what, you know, life can batter, batter us sometimes and throw things at us sometimes that we drop our evidence and start to look for other things. We start to look for, well, how can I keep believing this thing? After 20 years of believing, nothing has happened. So you drop your evidence, not knowing that that is still your evidence. Pick up, tell your neighbor, neighbor, pick up your faith again. Believe again. Are you with me so far? Shall we talk about hope? Okay, remember what I'm trying to do is not teach the whole thing. I couldn't possibly teach the whole thing about what faith and hope and love is. But what I can do is give you a working knowledge of all three of them. So that by the time we leave here today, God will release something into your life that will enable you to change tomorrow. Hope, shall we talk about hope? Hope, hope in the Greek is the word elpis. Elpis, it means a favorable and confident expectation. It is a favorable and confident expectation. It has to do with the unseen and with the future. Hope describes, is described as the most frequent significance in the New Testament, the most frequent description of that word. Sometimes in the Bible, the word hope and trust are interchangeable. But hope in the New Testament, the most frequent use of that word is a positive, a, a, sorry, a happy anticipation of good. 
Hope is a happy anticipation of good. Hope is what you are looking out for as you take your stance of faith. Okay? Hope is the thing that you set your gaze on as you take your stance of faith. What are you looking out for? What is it that you are looking? Remember, faith is the substance of the things you hope for. Faith is about the confidence with which you stand. Hope is about the thing you are looking for as you are standing. Can I say something? If you don't have anything you are looking for, you could still be standing confidently, amen, (laughs) but not producing anything. Because your faith is supposed to, the reason we have faith is so that we can hope. Okay? We have faith so we can hope. Show me a Christian, <laughs> I smile, Who's, who is in other people's business, I could possibly show you a Christian who has faith, but there is nothing in their lives they're truly hoping for. Or they are hoping for something, but they're look, hoping for the wrong things. What happens is that produces Christians who are confident But because their hope is in the wrong thing, they use their confidence in the wrong way. Faith is confidence. Are you with me so far? Faith is confidence to stand, and hope is what you are looking at as you stand. What are you looking at this morning? What have you set your sight on this morning? Are are you a Christian who has the stands? But it's not looking out for anything. Amen. What you will have is a jacked up believer. Fighting everybody. No focus. Amen. When you have a believer who has no focus, you have found a believer who has lost their hope. Because hope gives you a focus. Hope is what you keep your eyes on. As you stand confidently. But if you stand confidently but have no hope, you think your stance is to fight me. Are you learning something this morning? What are you hoping for? What is it that you are hoping for? Are you hoping to be better than your neighbor? Are you hoping to be better, to to match up to the Joneses? Are you hoping, what is your hope? What is your expectation? Because the quality or uh, of your 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 faith is supposed to give is supposed to give you a ground to stand on as you look at something here are two things you, you you've got to understand about hope is this helping somebody in order to have a healthy expectation uh, a, 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 um, a, a healthy working hope here are two things you must know. number one first timothy chapter one faith hope and love I want to paint a picture. You know, this is one of those messages where I struggle with this message, message because it, it's like it was a, <laughs> it's, God didn't give me words for this. He gave me a picture um, in terms of just, just what, how faith, hope, and work, work, uh, faith, hope, and love. Thank you. Faith, hope, and love, how, that, how they work, there is a picture, and I'm just trying to articulate that in words. And hopefully as I'm doing that, those will produce a picture of yourself. Amen? First Timothy chapter 1. If you're with me, say amen. amen. Praise God. I, I, I take it you're thinking about the message. Look at verse 1. 
Look at verse 1. It says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the command of God our Savior. I love this about the apostle Paul. He knew who sent him. By the command of, of, of God our Savior and of Christ, our, Christ Jesus. Check, check who Jesus Christ is. Christ Jesus are. Anybody with me this morning? Christ Jesus are what? Who is your hope? Christ is your hope. Look at Colossians chapter 1, verse 27. He says, To them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery. And check out what this mystery is. Christ in you. Somebody say, that's me. Check out the mystery. The mystery is Christ in you. Your hope of glory. Here is, here is the first, if you are going to have healthy hope, I think sometimes in church we have unhealthy hopes. Just kind of, you know, uh, and, and maybe let me just stay, stick with this. Sort of, and as I go along, you know, sometimes the only way to discover if you are dealing with fake is to get authentic. Amen? You get an authentic Prada bag, you know that one you have is fake. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You are not ready for that. But, but look at this. So, so let me just stay with, with what God has show, told me to show you this morning. Look at this. Look at this. Hope, uh, uh, God has set it up in this way, that Christ is your hope. This is a huge statement that I pray that you get. What God has done here is genius. God himself is your hope. So here is what that means. Your hope is not that situation turning around. Your hope is Christ. Did you get that? Did you get that? We'll come back to that situation. Your hope is not healing. Your hope is Christ. Your hope is not that provision. Your hope is Jesus himself. Are you with me so far? Christ himself. Someone say Christ is my hope. So if I'm going through a situation... I can, uh, my hope is not the change of circumstances. This is why believers are meant to be steadfast. Are meant to be people who are stable. Because their hope is not on shifty ground. Their hope is not in things that are debatable. Are you listening to me? Christ himself is your hope. Amen. So regardless of what the doctor says, my hope was not the doctor saying something I want to hear. My hope is Christ. So regardless of what the doctor says, whether he says what I want to hear or whether he doesn't, I still have hope because my hope is Christ. Oh, you get this this morning. Regardless of what happens with the job, I, have, I always have reason to be hopeful because my hope was not the job, job turning out the way I expected. My hope is Christ. Can you see how, how you, I, I can tell you what's happening already. Your, your, your blood pressure is already coming down. Because, because when you put your hope in shifty things, amen, what happens is that, is that you shift with the things. 
So if your hope is in your job, nothing better threaten your job because the, <laughs> the fighter in you will come out. Are you with me so far? But my hope is in Christ. My No, we'll come to being in Christ. My hope is Christ. He is, he is my hope of glory. And you see why I'm talking about this. Because there are seasons of your life where things don't make sense, but you can still have hope because Christ will always be there. He will always be the steady fixture that you are supposed to keep your eyes on. Christ, this is how God has set it up. Christ is our hope. So if you are going to have healthy hope, you need to first understand Christ is my hope. Second thing you need to understand, I need to move on for time. Second thing you need to understand is now, I, I think the first, what I've mentioned actually comes first. So it's in that order. The next thing is understanding that what I am hoping for is in Christ. The two things I've said. One, my hope is Christ. The second thing I'm saying, my hope is in Christ. Did you get that? Did you get that? The first one is saying, I have hope in a person that never shifts, that never changes. Sorry, my hope is a, is a person that never shifts and never changes. The second one is what I am hoping for. So now we're coming down a level to if you are maybe hoping for a change in your job, hoping to be free from that addiction, hoping that this circumstance will change. Your hope is in Christ. The Bible puts it this way. It says that your life is hidden in Christ with God. Does that make sense? Here is why this is important to know. Are you, someone say, my hope is in Christ. My hope is Christ. Okay? My hope is Christ. My hope is in Christ. Okay? Here, here, is, here is why this is... Hebrews chapter 6, Hebrews chapter 6. I don't have this on my notes, so if you can help me, Hebrews 6, 13. Wow, look at the time. No, don't look at the time. Hebrews chapter 6, verse, verse 13. <laughs> Do we have that on? That's brilliant. He says, I'm going to come this way. He says, for when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself. Next verse, keep going. Saying, surely blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply you. Next verse. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Verse 16. For men indeed swear by greater, and an oath is made for confirmation, um, is for is for them and the end of all dispute. In other words, when 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 this is how we operate, when God gives us a promise, he 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 puts the promise and oath is something that I have. It's like if I'm if I go to the hotel and I already have a booking, my hope that I will get that hotel room is in the official document that I have. And so if I get there and they say, no, you don't have a room, I don't need to fight the person. I just need to present my official documentation. This is the document that proves that I have a room here. So God gave a promise and then he gave an oath. And then he gave his word. If we have this scripture in the Amplified, please put it up. And, and then he gave us his word, verse 17. If we have it in the Amplified, that would be wonderful. In the same way, 
God, in his desire to show the heirs of the promise, the unchangeable nature of his purpose, he intervened and guaranteed it with an oath. Next verse. So that by two unchangeable things, his promise and his oath, in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled, anybody fled to him? Are you with me? He says, we fled to him for refuge, would have a strong encouragement, strong hope, a strong encouragement and indwelling strength to to, to hold tightly to the hope that is set before us. Next verse, verse 19. This hope, everyone say this hope. This hope, this confident assurance, we have as an anchor for our soul so that it cannot slip. It, I love, are you reading this? It says it cannot slip, it cannot break down under whatever pressure. Are you listening? What God has given you is hope in him. And when your hope is, can, you, can I tell you, whatever it is you are hoping for in Christ, he can handle it. He says, he says, he says he has given you his word and his oath. Those things are really Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ is the word and he's also the one who ratified the covenant. All of those things are in him, and when your hope is in him, regardless of what's happening, regardless of how impossible it seems, your hope is in a place that will not break. Your hope can handle you having a child at 75. Amen. The pressure of biological clock, the pressure of being, of having a womb that doesn't work according to Sarah, it will, this hope can handle, can I preach to you this morning? This hope can take it. So regardless of where, here is the other thing you need to know. Regardless, what this means, if your hope is in him, is that even when things don't work out, okay, even when things don't work out, you're still cool. Why? Because the best place for things not to work out is in him. You, you didn't hear me. <laughs> so, so if you are believing God, I don't know, believing God for a new job, and you believe that this was the job, and I, I, because you are in him, amen, first of all, Christ can handle the pressure of you not being qualified for the job, but still expecting to get the job. He can handle that pressure. Number two, should you not get the job, you are cool too. Because your hope is in Christ. If there is any place for a person to die, it is to die in Christ. That's why believers don't fear death, because we are in Christ. The worst thing works out for good. Amen. Your hope is in Christ. Someone say, my hope is in Christ. So the point I'm making is you don't need to be afraid of not getting the job. Because even if you don't get the job, your hope is you are still in Christ and he works it all out. If you die, you are still in Christ. If the children mess up, they mess up in Christ. Are you listening to me? And, and he can work all things together for good to those. Hello, somebody this morning. 
First Corinthians 13. First Corinthians 13. Everyone say faith, hope, and love. One final thing. First Corinthians. Is this helping somebody this morning? First Corinthians 13. Let me show you this. Um, shall we start from verse 11? First Corinthians 13, verse 11. It says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man or a woman, you know what I mean, mature, I put away childish things. Next verse, verse 12. For now we see in a mirror, dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I am also known. Here is the challenge of walking by faith. The challenge of walking by faith is knowing in part. Amen? Because you heard God say, amen, as far, to the best of your ability. You heard him like you heard him the other time that it worked. And you heard him this time and you went for the job and it didn't work. You went for the contract. It didn't work. Am I preaching good this morning? You, anybody real Christians in the house? Look, you went for that thing and it didn't work and you are confused. Because your faith as much as you know, uh, in fact, Jesus didn't even ask for much. He says, mustard seed. That's all I need. The, the challenge of walking by faith is there will be times when you see in part. But it is only children that speak like children when they see in part. There is a mature way to handle life when you walk you, you, your, your stance was confident. You, your gaze was where it should be. But yet, it hasn't worked out. What do you do when you stood right? What do you do when you hoped right? But still, it isn't working out as you expected. And if you haven't experienced that, I, may the Lord give you long life. Amen. May he give you even more years because you will walk that journey and life can be perplexing because you did, you saw, you even put the offering on the floor. You, you, you don't shut me down. You put the seed at the feet of the man of God and he released the blessing. <laughs> and you were confident that this thing is done, but it doesn't happen. The truth is that we see in part. Amen. We see, you see, just because I can't see the exit, that doesn't mean it doesn't, it's not there. It's present. Now, I want you to see that verse 13. Give me verse 13 and then we'll finish. But it says, and now abide faith, hope, and what? Come on, talk to me. What, does, what abides? Faith, hope. Now, check this. Check out the last line. But the greatest of these... Okay, can I explain that for you? So look at this. There are seasons of your life which will be like the verse, verse 12 where you see in part. In other words, what you expected is not what you're experiencing. But this is what you must know about faith, hope, and love. Faith abides. In other words, in that season, we keep standing. Are you, if you hear me say amen, we got two minutes. I need to close. If you, amen, someone say amen. amen. So in that season where you don't know what's going on, what do we do? Come on, what do we do? What do we do? Because faith is a stance, okay? And then what do, all, what do we also do? We keep hoping. 
Sometimes life discombobulates you and you don't know what to look for anymore. Keep your eyes on Christ. Amen. Some, are you with me so far? Sometimes you, you, you're not sure whether to believe for healing or to believe to go to heaven. When you're not sure of in that season, keep your eyes on Christ. Because Christ is your hope. So faith, hope, and love. But he, he wants you to know something. Love is the greatest. So in other words, when I don't know what's going on, and my stance is a bit wobbly, when my hope is all over the place, and I'm unsure, this is greater than your faith and your hope. The fact that you are loved. Amen. In the seasons where your faith is wobbly, where you don't know what to hope in, your, his love for you is greater than faith and your hope. These three remain. Faith, hope, and love. But love is the greatest. So there are seasons where I see in part, where I'm not sure whether I'm going or I'm, or I'm coming. What I must know is even if my faith is small, and my hope is blurred. This much I know. I am loved. Amen. And if you are loved, once again, there is no need to fear. Because he loves me. There are sometimes my, my daughter, you know, she, she's in the place where she's eating everything. Just like after dinner, I'm hungry. What? I want, I, I'm hungry. I'm, I, I, you, I, you see her eye. And sometimes she gets, she gets upset because we don't give her what she asked for. You know, maybe like sweets in the morning or something like that, you know. Uh, and she gets upset. But the reality is uh, she might be unsure about whether to continue to have confidence in me. <laughs> or whether to continue to have hope that I will provide that thing that she's asking for. But what is never in doubt is my love for her. Amen. That keeps you. These three remain, faith, hope, and love. Father, take these words. Holy Spirit, I know you brought it for a practical reason, for a specific reason. Let it be seen in their lives. That, Lord, everything, that everything for which you send this word will indeed pro produce fruit this week, this moment. In Jesus' name we pray. And those who believe said, come on, if you've learned something today, give the Lord a hand of praise. Quickly, let's come before God with our giving. Let's bring our best gift. If you need an envelope, just lift your hands up. Just give us your hands.